That was Saturday the 24th of March 2018, so almost exactly a year ago since Australian cricket imploded. Steve Smith, David Warner and Cameron Bancroft concocting a plan to tamper with the ball in a test match against South Africa in Cape Town. Let's bring in the doyen of Australian cricket commentators, Jim Maxwell, who of course was in the Republic covering that series, uh, to uh, give us a bit of a steer on uh, on the last year and what shape the team is in a couple of months out from the Cricket World Cup. Morning, Jim. Thanks for your time as always. Uh, it's a pleasure, Jason. Yes, things are starting to look a little rosier for Australia as they get their act together into the World Cup and uh, it'll be fascinating to watch how those two players, Smith and Warner, uh, work their way back into the um, the respect and uh, response from the public, particularly the Australian public, because they'll probably get a raspberry when they turn up in England. <laughs> well, um, maybe we can start there. How will they be welcomed back by the Australian cricketing public? Oh, it, it, well, they're not going to see them in the in the flesh, are they? I mean, their first reappearance for Australia will be somewhere in England during the World Cup and, and then potentially the Ashes. Um, their, uh, their first experience of, of playing uh, some sort of cricket will be with the IPL in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they're not going to be playing at the end of this series in the UAE that Australia are involved against Pakistan, even though it sort of tips over into the, the, uh, the day or two when they're back from their suspension. So... Um, it's a curious situation because here we are, like New Zealand, uh, it's the, the rugby season, the football season. Um, they're not, not going to be in our um, in our lap. They'll be in our, uh, our lounge room on TV at the other end of the world. So it, it's more how they sort of fit in uh, with the rest of the team and they get that atmosphere right in the dressing room. Uh, and um, what flows from there will be fascinating to watch as we get through the World Cup, which I don't think will be as much of an issue for Australia, other than potentially, I suppose, the game against England, as, as the Ashes might be. But eventually this will all uh, blow over, as things do. Um, and Australia, if they can, by dint of their performance, win the argument on the field, that'll quieten a few people. But Certainly if uh, Australia are going badly, the, 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 you know, Warner and... And Smith might uh, cop, cop a little bit from the uh, terraces, yes. Will it be an awkward return to the dressing room, Jim? Or, or do you think that will be a relatively smooth transition back into the team for these two? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, they're all talking the talk now of peace and harmony and, and Warner in particular being back on side uh, with a team that he was certainly very much offside with. Uh, when that event occurred in South Africa, as I can attest to being on the same flight from uh, Cape Town up to Johannesburg after that uh, uh, unsavoury, unsportsmanlike performance. Um, And he was very much on the nose with the rest of the team. Um, But these things, uh, you'd like to think, uh, can sort themselves with the passage of time and a, a pretty strong penalty, let's face it, uh, for what occurred when you, you think of what others have done in terms of tampering, cheating, whatever. But this was just a more brazen act. And uh, it was as much because uh, Smith told Fibs when uh, he put his hand up to cop one for the team uh, that he got the penalty as uh, for the, the incident itself. 
So, um, I, as I say, I, I think uh, that there's going to be a little bit of ill feeling uh, from people around the team uh, watching. And maybe there'll be one or two players are still a bit disaffected and unhappy about uh, what has gone on. But um, in the interest of pulling the team together and performing, you'd hope that they've um, settled their differences and, and, and get on and play. And that, that Warner uh, has been given a, a brief from Langer saying, mate, we know what's happened before. We can't cop this kind of behaviour again. So just make sure you go out and do all your talking with your bat. Uh, which so far, at the instruction of his manager, he has done. And he's not gone for the $1 million exclusive deal with um, uh, you know, the rap paper or the television network or whatever it might be. So he's playing smart so far anyway. Is there any school of thought, Jim, that um, the Australian cricket team's actually been doing OK just lately without these two and perhaps they should carry on in that regard? Or, or are these two just so integral when you know when they are playing well to this team that them coming back in is a no-brainer? Well, I suppose it is, but uh, you make a good point. And, and the fact is, nothing's guaranteed, although the expectation is that Warner and Smith will resume where they left off as being um, consistent, maybe, again, prolific run scorers for Australia. Um, that's, that's no guarantee. So, yes... Uh, they have to show some form. And given the fact that Smith's had a very bad elbow injury, um, we need to see evidence from him and from Warner playing in the IPL that they can play. So um, that, that's the, the first little assignment they have uh, to try and uh, make sure, particularly in Smith's case, his injury was worse than Warner's, uh, that he can recapture his form. So that's a, that's a question mark that kind of lingers over the whole of this discussion. Uh, because, uh, as you say, there are blokes in form in the team and picking the best six or seven batsmen uh, when you throw Smith and Warner into the mix is not an easy task. Let's take this a bit wider then, Jim. How would you assess Australia's chances of winning the World Cup? Well, remember this. They've won five. Um, They won the last one decisively. They've won a number of them decisively. And on paper, perhaps this is not as strong as some of those other teams. I think that's pretty clearly the case. But uh, they're starting to gain confidence. They've got some power in their their batting with Stoinis and Maxwell in the middle. Uh, Finch up front, who I'm sure will be captain of the World Cup team. Um, And the fact is, if you're playing nine games in the lead-up and you win most of those, you're going to play in the semi-finals. And from there, anything can happen. As New Zealand would know, having... uh, uh, won that game against South Africa uh, last time to get into the final against Australia. So I think Australia's a very good chance of getting into the top four, and from there, anything's a chance. Well, this is uh, not greeted with great glee, obviously. As you know, Jim, by New Zealand cricket fans, we've watched Australia's return to form with a uh, sense of impending doom, I must tell you, because we'd, we'd quite like to be in those semi-finals as well, just quietly. Well... Good chance, too. I mean, that's the, th- the thrill of having this ex- exhaustive tournament where everyone plays everyone. That is a proper tournament uh, rather than breaking it up into various divisions and leagues as, as they did so uh, hopelessly in 2007 um, when top teams were out after the first round. So uh, at least with this setup they've got, um, you'd like to think that teams that are in best form can get there. And um, you could name more than four teams 
as we speak, New Zealand being one of them. Uh, I mean, India might be just have a, a, little, a little bit of a wobble after that performance against Australia, uh, where perhaps their head was a bit high in the air after leading 2-0, and that's part of the reason they went down 3-2. Always love chatting to you, Jim. Thanks for taking the time to, uh, to join us on Radio Sport today. Okay. Thanks, Jason. Cheers, man.